Welcome to Sound Waves, the podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. This is where we will share stories, go behind the scenes and stay in touch with everyone who has a relationship with the Trust. It's Volunteers Week. It's no secret that the Trust wouldn't be what it is today without its wide pool of volunteers coming from every different kind of background imaginable. They are as much a part of the Trust community as the young people they help support, which is why it's so important we support our volunteers too, especially at times like these when some are shielding, some are on their front lines in the NHS, or maybe they are finding the changes to everyday life during lockdown difficult. That support means providing ongoing training as well, and we've been hosting online webinars for the first time for those who couldn't attend the Birmingham Volunteer Training and Update Day or were scheduled to go to the one that was cancelled in Edinburgh. We hope as well that the support programme we continue to roll out for young people is just as appealing to volunteers who are encouraged to join in, take part, and bring their own ideas for activities we can deliver for those at home. Basically, volunteers are part of the Trust's fabric. None of this exists without them, and everyone here is so grateful for the time and energy our volunteers put into their relationship with us. Joining me this week are Alex, Rosa and Bill, three volunteers who all came to be with the Trust in different ways. We'll hear all about their experiences and why it is they do what they do. Alex, you were chosen as the recipient of the Luke Gilbert Volunteer of the Year Award earlier this year, so another congratulations on that. Can you tell us about how you came to be with the Trust and how that journey affects what you bring to your volunteering? For uh, yeah, congratulations on that. I was uh, blown away by receiving that uh, award. I'm very honoured. Um, so I learned about the trust. Uh, I've been sailing since I was a young teen, um, and I've been sailing out of cows um, and noticed the branding actually, and seeing the boats about. Uh, recently, been doing round the island race and seeing like Solent Hero all branded up, um, and then. It never really clicked. And then I saw uh, my friend's daughter, uh, Nessie, she went on the first time trip and I was around her house and she showed me some photos and enthusiasm about it. Um, And she gave me the Inspire magazine, the Trust's um, own magazine to take away. And I read that and it, I just realized I, you know, I had sailing experience. I've worked with young people and it just pulled everything together. Um, thought about it for about six months and then went away uh, and applied. Um, in terms of the volunteering, it's just been amazing. And I think really when you're doing things for others and there's no goal for yourself, the rewards are priceless, absolutely priceless. Um, and seeing how others develop and building their confidence and the new skills that they pick up. But it's also creating that safe environment where that young person can express themselves and they can relate to the others around them. Um, For myself, um, it's been great to go sailing. Um, The activity centre is beautiful countryside. The opportunity to go on vessels like Prolific uh, and meet new friends and be embraced in the Trust family. You said you'd worked with young people before. So what kind of past experience do you have there? Um, So my Mum and dad were uh, both within the Scout Association, uh, cub leaders and scout leaders. So I was brought up throughout my life uh, surrounded uh, by scouting. Uh, I never really acknowledged that it was volunteering. For me, it was just life. Um, And then uh, through that, I've done Duke of Edinburgh. I now a Duke of Edinburgh Award instructor and assessor on the expedition side of things. 
Um, I do do a couple freelance, but most of my work is actually voluntary um, with that. I also uh, volunteer not with young people. I'm a blood biker, so I deliver um, blood and medical supplies free of charge for the NHS. When it became clear that our Edinburgh volunteer training and update day couldn't go ahead, we made the choice to deliver a lot of those sessions online and have been carrying out um, training via webinars. It's the first time we've ever done something like that before. And you've been to a few of them, Alex. Uh, what have they been like? Yeah, so I've done two out of the, the wonderful setup that's been there. I've done the fundraising and the mental health. Um, it's been incredible, actually. I, I wasn't quite sure how they were going to work on a, on, a, um, on a web format. But actually, it's been really good. So the fundraising one, what was really nice, it brought together such a mix of people. So we had trust staff, trustees, um, but also volunteers, new and old. And that was great, certainly when we had our discussions, just bringing in all those different experiences. And then with the mental health one, um, that was incredible because I was very fortunate enough to go to the Birmingham um, mental health session at, at the Trust Volunteer Day. And Gavin, who leads it, is just incredible. He, he manages to create this really safe place where everybody is confident to discuss and everybody listens and acknowledges and how we are able to break away into different discussion groups on the webinar was really good and go off into little um, and each time going into different groups so it was a real diversity of experiences. Well you're a familiar face on large trips you're an active volunteer elsewhere too what was it that brought you to the trust? Um, it's slightly different from Alec there um, I've I only started sailing when I stopped working full-time in my mid-50s um, and got sort of bitten by the bug then and uh, did a, the, the usual kind of uh, comp crew, day skipper training and things like that. And we were actually, my wife and I were, had a drive up to Largs. We live about 35 minutes away from Largs and had popped in for some lunch. And there was this big, big poster advertising the, the Ellen McCarter Cancer Trust. And, you know, it's almost like your, your trust needs you. You know, the, it was looking for volunteers. And so took a note of the number, phoned them, went in for a chat, and basically that was uh, 2016 and from there I've been doing anything between one and four or five trips a year uh, depending on need basically sailing is as mate I think you, you mentioned there that I have volunteered before and all all of my adult life I think and like Alex I would say I don't know if I would have called it volunteering then it was just things that you did uh, whether it be within the church, I was youth worker within the church for a while, as well as full-time employment, obviously not a paid worker, um, and get involved in leadership and various outreaches, um, including going to Bulgaria to work in an orphanage for, for a week a year, um, doing construction work and working with young people. So it kind of resonated with me that this is an opportunity to spend some time in my newfound love of sailing and spend some time in what was a part of life for me um, helping and, and getting involved in, in the life of others. Uh, what is it you get out of doing that generally because obviously it's not just you've got the sailing thing and you've got the young person thing but you've worked with young people before as well so you know what is it that motivates you to spend your time that way? Yeah I, I think when I first started doing these things you almost had in your mind this is me doing something that will help others um, but the more that I've done it, 
um, I've realized that, that I get so much more out of all of these activities I've been involved in than, than possibly I am giving to the young people. And there is a, a feeling of satisfaction. There's a feeling that you're doing something significant. Um, I, I read a book a number of years ago called From Success to Significance. And it talked about, you know, so you've worked in your career building and trying to be successful. What are you going to do with your life? And that kind of had a, a sort of big impact on me that's saying doing something significant is much more important than being successful. You know, it gives you a, a warm, fuzzy feeling at times. It's hard work at times, but you get so much more out of it that you feel as if you're playing a very small part in something that's very, very big and very important for um, a group of people and individual people as they come on the trips. Rosa, you're a volunteer. You've been a volunteer of the year. You're on the Trust's youth board, but you started off being supported by the Trust as a young person. Can you tell us about how you got from there to here? Yeah, so um, I first got involved when I was referred by Sheffield Children's Hospital. Um, I was very, very scared to go on my first trip, but it's probably the best thing I've ever done. And for my first trip, I came back every year. I felt more confident every trip I went on. Um, and I felt that I was finally like believed in um, and that people had belief in me to actually kind of resume a normal life. Um, and I saw other people around me going on more trips with the trust and then finally becoming volunteers. And I was like, actually, I think I can do that. I could do that. I've got, I feel, I feel like I've got confidence. I feel like people want me to do that. I've got belief. Yeah, I can be part of that. And the trust made me think that anything's possible. What was it that made you want to be a part of that? Was it just that seeing other people do it or did you want to give back or what was it? Um, I think I wanted to push myself and test myself. Uh, when you're stuck in hospital, you don't get many chances uh, to test what you can do or any skills that you have. So I really wanted to do that. I like the idea of being given responsibility. Everything's kind of taken away from you. Your parents do everything. Um, yeah, I wanted to be able to show that actually, yeah, I am trustworthy. I can be in charge. I can lead people. I can talk to people. And I also thought that actually I can talk honestly to young people like unless you've had cancer you can't always have that in-depth and raw discussion with people like graduate volunteers can. I was going to say you know what is it that you in particular bring to the trust as a volunteer and you know what kind of insight does having sailed as a young person bring to that role? I think you bring an in-depth kind of emotion and feeling uh, to being a volunteer you understand the different stages of cancer what it's like to go through um, and also if people like what people can achieve through having belief in themselves through having confidence um, and I think yeah it's this honesty and raw discussion you can have with the young people making them feel believed in. And do you remember when you were a young person seeing those volunteers who'd been supported by the trust themselves did it feel different having them there rather than someone who hasn't had that experience yeah it, it kind of feels it sort of feels amazing I guess when you look at it as a young person what was I like 12 13 that actually I could one day be in charge or talking to people or leading the cooking on the boat or something I I didn't really think that was a possibility when 
you're so ill and you've had so much taken away from you you don't really think that you'll be back being able to be basically a normal person again um so I think it was different and also those honest discussions again like with nurses and doctors they obviously talk to you about what's going on what's going to change um but no one understands you like another person that's had cancer we always end up referring to everyone involved with the trust as a family whether that's the staff the young people volunteers everyone i just want to ask everyone here what they think makes the trust's family of volunteers really stand out what sets them apart as such a great group of people Bill, if I could start with you, what is it about the Trust's volunteering community? I think that in any of these things, having a common purpose is important in, in any endeavour that you go in. And when people go on trips, basically it, it, it's all encompassing. There are times when you have a quick phone call home at the end of the day because you've been so wrapped up in what you've been doing through the day. And no matter, you know, we, we all get allocated roles when we go on trips. Um, whether it be a mate or a medic or a crew member or, or whatever. But basically you're doing everything. There's none of this, that's not my job and that's his or her job. That There's just such a feeling of um, that you're working so closely as part of a team um, and you're having great laughs as you do so that I think people are just so committed to what they're doing. The fact that it's discretionary time for many people, I don't think people would come if they didn't think that they were getting so much out and giving so much to the trip as well. So I suppose summing up all in this together and there's just a feeling of team teammanship as you do that. Rosa, what do you think? So I think it's so important to acknowledge, obviously we've mentioned graduate volunteers, but the volunteers are also like nurses, doctors, social workers, um, mates, and how important they are. But I think we all have in common this sense of wanting to make people smile again, laugh again, rebuild their confidence and that belief I talked about earlier, making them feel believed in and that they have people behind them. Alex, what do you think it is? Uh, yeah, I'm going to second actually what Bill said there about it is all encompassing. It, you are so absorbed on the actual trips um, and it is very intense and it is very exhausting, but you are working as one. Everybody is working with one goal and I think also because they are so, such emotional times, you form such a, a unique bond and people within the trust will know that bond. It, it's very, very hard to put into words. And we all support one another enough, uh, sorry, we all support one another, whether it's um, the trust staff, fellow volunteers or the young people, and we're always looking out for one another. And it's just, such an intense sort of unit that we're all driving forward and just creating something really magical and it's very very hard to put into words but what does happen on those trust trips you form that bond and then you go on another trip and you might you have a bond with a, even a new volunteer that you've never worked with before it, it, it's there it is everybody within the trust family has got it so whether you've been on a trip with somebody for the first time or numerous trips you're working together as one. I think that's a good point as well. We said there, you know, volunteers aren't just there to support young people, but they're also there to support other volunteers as well. Everyone looks out for each other on the trips, which is a, it's a really nice feeling. At the end of each trust trip, uh, we play best bit, worst bit and funniest bit, uh, looking back over the week. And that's how we end episodes of Soundwaves 2 by sharing some tales of the trust. 
Alex, what's been your best bet? It's an interesting one that's developed in these surreal times because I can think of hundreds of best bits that we've had on trips. But I think it goes back to that bond that we form with our fellow volunteers and trust staff. But then I realised that actually we come away from the trips, we're all kind of strangers. We don't know one another personally. And this moment that we're in now, I have just had this wonderful opportunity to learn more about one another. We've been phoning one another. Um, social media has been a great insight into one another's lives and our friendships have just grown so, so strong. So actually in this, what could potentially be our worst bit in where we are now has actually become one of my best bits because I've, there's so many people want to see, you know, and give a big hug, but it's because what has grown in this time apart. Can I have a worst bit from you, Rosa? Um, my worst bit, probably that I always lose at Uno and all the other volunteers seem to win and I'm not sure what it is and no one's told me the secret of it yet. Have you been caught out by these legendary skipper rules? Yeah, multiple times and I always seem to fall victim to them every time and no one else does. Is there a skipper who's particularly bad for it or is it just all the skippers? Um... There's a few. I don't know. Are we allowed? To, I don't know uh, if we're allowed to mention names. I think you're encouraged to mention names. <laughs> yeah, but I want to come back next year. That's a fair, fair answer. Can I ask you for your funniest bit, Bill? There have been so many. There's so many uh, laughs as you go through the trip. But then, actually, the funniest one that I, I can come up with was actually didn't even happen. It, it wasn't in the boat that I was on. It was in one of the other boats. We were sailing up uh, past the submarine base, the nuclear submarine base. And we had the pep talk to a lot of the kids, you know, that you're going to see uh, armed police and black ninja gear and ribs sailing about. Don't be scared. But this, someone had mentioned to the kids in the youngest boat, eight or nine-year-olds, about they can hear you. They've got listening devices. You don't say anything, you know. And I, I think it had really got them wound up. Um, and as we're sailing up, you're in flotilla, that the police were coming round and looking at the exclusion zone. And one of the young guys came up from uh, below decks wearing a World War II gas mask and was standing there and, and the police were looking at this. And he's, I, I don't know why he would bring a gas mask on a trip, but he thought it would be funny to go up and stand and look at the submarines wearing, uh, wearing this full gas mask. Uh, they, and that was the funniest bit for everybody on the trip. Um, when we got back to base at, at the end of the week. That's it for this week. I just want to give a huge thank you to Alex, Rosa and Bill and to you as well for joining us. It's important to recognise too that so many of our volunteers have been on the front lines in the NHS these past few months, whether that's as medics or working at our partner charities, so all of us here at the Trust are sending our love to them. Each episode of the Soundwaves podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please do follow and subscribe and rate us if you want to hear more from us, and we will share a link to listen to each episode on our social media too. Until next time, take care.